0: I'm not sure how this is going to come out, but let's give it a go. Anyway. Um, You're listening to somewhere in the Hooniverse. I'm your host shambles constant. Thank you so much for joining me. And, uh, I'm feeling very unsettled today. This has nothing to do with the doctor who episode. I'm going to talk about, um, uh, in my real life timeline, um, I'm finishing up with uh, running sound for Rumors, a um, production that uh, we're doing at my local community theater. Today is the last performance. We're striking the set. And, uh, oh, in the work world, um, we're extremely busy, very swamped with work, and with no clear, um, no, no clear idea of when that's going to um, subside. Uh, there are a lot of things that feel very unpredictable <laughs> right now, so this might be a very interesting episode indeed. Or it might just be dull. I don't know. It's whatever. But that's the state of mind I'm in right now. Um, I want this show to be kind of uh, gathering my thoughts. I, w- I want this show to be a document of my experience in the rewatch of Doctor Who, this rewatch marathon extravaganza. And, uh, that includes, you know, the, the weirder moments in my life as well, I guess, you know, I want to be a part of, like to, to kind of show what my experience is in that, not just in watching the actual episodes, but in the wider perspective of what's going on at the time. So, so we're going to go ahead and do this. I guess. Um, this, uh, where outwardly I'm trying to appear as calm as I can, but inwardly (laughs) I feel very chaotic, um, kinetic, and a little bit uh, unbound, to be honest. But, uh, Maybe maybe the, the good thing is that uh I happen to be up to a story in Doctor Who that is actually very uh you know well grounded um into a central narrative and uh one of the best sixties episodes or sixties stories one of the best stories from the nineteen sixties for uh just uh you know the progression of every scene in some way expands the plot like there's very little filler in the Aztecs. Um, it's brilliantly written by John Lucarotti who uh, also wrote Marco Polo earlier in the season. It's another historical. It's set in um, I'm going to cross the street. Hang on. Um. You know, it's set in Mexico. During the civilization of the Aztecs. In, I believe, the year 1489. Um. The TARDIS materializes. Damn, I keep seeing people. Actually, you know what? Hang on. Uh. The TARDIS materializes in an Aztec tomb um, of one of the previous uh, rulers, I believe, and um, Susan and Barbara are the first ones to leave the TARDIS, interestingly, um, and they're looking around and they're seeing, you know, they figure out fairly quickly where they are from um, what they're seeing, and Barbara has an extensive knowledge of history, of course, um, it's a simple beginning, but a lot happens in just the first eight minutes of the first episode of the Aztecs, which is called "The Temple of Evil." So they're they're in this tomb slash temple. It's uh, you know, the doctor and Ian come out pretty quickly, and it's like, where are they going? Where are they going? You know, and uh, this story is so good at establishing an exposition that doesn't even really feel like exposition, as opposed to other stories where we've seen where the suddenly we're being we're being educated on like condensation or you know. What happens when you bamboo expands? <laughs> you know these random bits, or like how a sp- how a spring works. <laughs> like I, I, what? You know. But this one it just very naturally expands on what uh, the Aztec civilization was like, where there were the, there were two sides to the coin, and this this will keep coming up through the story, throughout the story. Um, there's, there was a side where, you know, there were, you know, there was much wisdom and advancement in their civilization and culture. And then they also believed in blood sacrifice to, uh, to their gods. (laughs) And you try to reconcile the two of those things. And, um, it's, uh, kind of mind boggling. And, um. probably won't be really all that linear in this because of my current state of mind but (laughs) this is maybe this is kind of grounding me into um, a reality and like distracting me at the same time into thinking of something else besides the chaotic nature of my current uh, current timeline existence Um, but those two sides of the Aztec culture Are depicted in these two high priests that uh, very soon come into the story we've got Ottlock who is a high priest of wisdom he's fair-minded you know he's he's been brought up in this this culture of sacrifice and of you know this sort of thing and but he's also very open-minded and he just he wants to He wants to do us right um he's just trying to figure out what what that is um and then you've got tlatoxel which is a name i'm gonna stumble on every time i say it it's t-l-o-t-o-x-l tlatoxel i don't know it's it's hard to tell even from listening to the characters say it it sounds like they're barely pronouncing the the t at the start it's like tlatoxel latox i don't know I might have to just say Latoxel and be over, you know, um, be done with it. But he's the High Priest of Sacrifice. And um, as uh, Ian refers to him, pretty much from first sight, he's like, he's the local butcher. You know, and the doctor said, yep. (laughs) Damn right, Skippy. Skippy Chesterton. (laughs) And uh, so... They find it like so. Like Barbara found some uh, artifacts, and she put on this bracelet of this uh, this uh, Aztec god called Yaxa. Not really realizing what it, you know, she's just like, oh, this is this is really interesting. And then by the time Susan gets in and the doctor and what they. They find Barbara in the, in the next room, which, by the way, the door of the tomb closes and they can't get back to the TARDIS. And it opens from the inside. So the only way they actually were able to get in is by materializing inside of it. But that leads Otlock um, to conclude that Barbara is the reincarnation of Yatoxa. And, uh, you know, is thus um, an Aztec god. Um, When they find her again, she's dressed in... This is the second story in in a row where this has happened. Where Barbara is somehow separated from everybody for like two minutes. And then she's like, dressed differently. (laughs) She's, you know, she's suddenly pretending to be somebody else or... Assumed to be someone else, or treated like somebody of a, a higher status, <laughs> and she's like, "Hey, this is great, you guys! <laughs> you know, now now we have a, you know, we have an inn, because they think I'm as God, and then they they assume that uh, the doctor, Ian, and Susan are." Barbara's servants Itox's servants <laughs> They're like, this is great <laughs> we got to figure out how to open that door they can, We can't ask them Because we're supposed to already know We can't We can't let on that Barbara is not a god You know But We've got a good way to figure it out <laughs> So they basically decide that uh, They're going to try to get information on the temple and and how it leads into the tomb. Um, Maybe find a way to open this door so they can get to the TARDIS and leave. You know, we're in, we're still in the first season and uh, they're, they're traveling but they don't want to stick around anywhere for very long. They want to be able to get away whenever they want to and there's got to be a contrived method or means of why they can't leave until they complete a quest or work out you know solving a, a, a mystery or whatever it might be um, so we get a lot of creepiness from latoxel in particular, like Susan, just from glancing at him, she's just like, "Mm." you know, and uh, then pretty soon it becomes clear that Barbara, since she knows about the Aztec civilization and all the needless sacrifice that took place, you know, for these gods that don't exist in reality, this kind of thing, she, uh, she's going to change it. She's going to talk some sense into the Aztec people and under the guise of being one of their one of their reincarnated gods she's going to convince them to stop the sacrifice and the doctor's like bullshit it's like it's a great scene to see you know in, in the first episode where the doctor's like look you know you cannot rewrite history not one line which is a great which is a great line of dialogue for William Hartnell. And then he says, you know, what you're trying to do is impossible, I know. Believe me, I know. And he's, you know, even at this early point in the doctor's travels, apparently he's been through something where he tried to change history and he wasn't able to. I suspect. And uh, they've never really said for sure, but I suspect that maybe what he tried to change was... His family members dying Because We never learn a thing About Susan's parents Um, You know she's his granddaughter But like we never hear We never learn a thing about his parents Or her parents Um, We know very little About the doctor's parents Um, Much later In the Capaldi era we hear Their voices briefly In the episode listen um, During a little step back in time which that'll be for another day but um, we don't really know about his family we we know that there's something awful must have happened I mean he's referred to them obliquely before and said that they sleep in his mind and you know he usually he, he can remember them when he really tries to but otherwise they sleep in his mind which is both beautiful and very sad to think about. So I think maybe that might be what happened. He tried to go back in time and prevent their fates whatever happened to them. And he was unable to do so. And uh that's shrouded in the mystery of uh the doctor, you know, and we'll probably never really know. We'll get little nuggets and that's kind of what's part of what's so brilliant about all this. Um so, but Barbara puts her foot down and she's like, not Barbara, Yatoxa, stating that this is what she's going to do. And he's like, okay, you make yourself happy. So Barbara's, Barbara's doing her Yatoxa thing. The doctor is known as the aged servant of Yatoxa and, uh, he goes, uh. They sent him off to this garden, the, the, the Garden of Peace. And... Uh, crossing Street. And the Garden of Peace is where everyone, all the senior citizens, just hang out. <laughs> they do nothing but walk around this small garden running into each other and trying to um, avoid each other and that's by this senior citizen is everyone who's 52 and over in this (laughs) in there because that was considered elderly instead of what we know it as middle age an age that I will be in four years (laughs) and uh, so they're like here you go Grandpa Doctor, you just stay there and hang out. And he meets uh, this Aztec lady named Kameka, Cameca. And is very gentle and sweet. And Doctor puts on the charm. You know, in spite of the drought, the flowers are lovely and <laughs> just all this stuff. And they're talking and his ulterior motive is to find out more about the tomb. And he ends up finding out from Kamika that she knows of the person who built the temple. My dear lady, if I could arrange a meeting with, you know. (laughs) Ian comes in and then the doctor's like, Uh, hey, uh, uh, I was sitting there talking but in the conversation with uh, me and uh, this woman, Kameka... <laughs> it's like... It's kind of a flubbed line. But... Ooh, a small skunk. That's disgusting. It's kind of a flubbed line, but it's just funny to watch him... Like, kind of flustered and... Completely enthralled by this woman. Like, damn. doctor's got some mojo. You know, and he's clearly charming her. And... uh Ian's part in this is that uh, he's kind of being drafted by Latoxel, Latoxel, to uh, be a warrior and compete with their uh, main warrior dude, Ixta. You know? Because Latoxel doesn't really believe that Yatoxa is a god. He's trying in some way to find a way to expose that. And a good way to do it is, you know, put Ian to the test. If Ian can defeat, or no, if Ixta can defeat Ian, that'll be proof that, you know, is not a god, and it's actually just some woman from the 20th century. Because, you know, if, if Ian is a servant of a god, he should be able to win a simple battle. So they, he and Ixta, Getting a little fight And he does a Ian does a Like kind of a Vulcan nerve pinch On Ixta <laughs> On the back of his neck Like presses a Like a pressure point And Ixta collapses <laughs> He's like He'll be fine in a few minutes You know, let him Let him sleep it off And Ixta wakes up Like two seconds After Ian leaves The room But Um So like Well oh shit I guess uh Ian should be the the main the main warrior guy, and he's you know Latoxel's like that oh, no, no, no this is not so, and then Latoxel does this whole this whole thing of uh, you know stares into the camera and he's like you know the streets will be paved in blood or whatever <laughs> whatever the line is I don't know, um, and Susan is going to be Barbara's handmaiden. And so she stays with Barbara, you know, when the doctor and Ian go off and do their own, their stuff, you know, while they're loving and fighting, respectively. And, and then they're waiting for, as the doctor says, he's t- they're timing their miracle, you know. Um, there's been a drought, and they want to make it look like, you know, the sacrifice of the first victim... As he's called in the credits, um, brings about the rain. So, Barbara's like, fuck you guys. <laughs> you are not doing this sacrifice shit anymore. We're, we're done with this, you know? I've had enough. And uh, so, then the first victim says, you've brought me dishonor. And Latoxel's like, well, then honor us with your death. And he, you know, jumps off the, the roof of the temple and, you know, is killed anyway. And then it starts raining. So it's like, it looks like his death brought on the, uh, you know, the, uh, the rain. So it's a situation, and not the only one in the story, but there will be more, where their actions actually cause, or seem to cause, what they're trying to prevent from happening. <laughs> so, okay... Oh, Sit down. Take a bit of a break, and I'll be back. What is it? What's happened? There has to be a human sacrifice today at the rain ceremony. Oh no! And you must not interfere. Do you understand? I can't just sit by and watch. No, Barbara. Ian agrees with me. He's got to escort the victim to the altar he has to what yes they've made him a warrior and he's promised me not to interfere with the sacrifice well they've made me a goddess and i forbid it Barbara, no there'll be no sacrifice this afternoon doctor or ever again the reincarnation of your will prove to the people that you don't need to sacrifice a human being in order to make it rain Barbara no it's no good doctor my mind's made up This is the beginning of the end of the sun god. What are you talking about? Oh, don't you see? If I could start the destruction of everything that's evil here, then everything that is good would survive when Cortez lands. But you can't rewrite history. Not Not one line. Barbara, the high priests are coming. Barbara, one last appeal. What you are trying to do is utterly impossible. I know. Believe me. I know! Well, they they cut off the uh, not Barbara Yatoxa line from the YouTube video I found with that little clip on it, but anyway, that's um, I should mention here totally separate from the Aztecs, but um, as I said this is, today's the last day of uh, r- of rumors, which is always a bittersweet time, you know, whenever um, a play ends you know that I've been working on and uh, this is definitely no exception um, it's been a great experience it's been a lot of fun it's actually been pretty easy because <laughs> you know for various reasons it's it's been easier than other ones I've done but um I just got asked to run sound for a show later in the season uh, Young Frankenstein which will be in March well, it will be performances So that's going to be a whole new source of stress and joy, but that's in the future. That's in a few months from now. That's going to be another big musical. The first one I did was Elf, which was a big musical, and um, I learned a lot on that show, and it was also very nerve-wracking. The other ones I've done have been non-musicals, and therefore have been um, less complicated. Um, But I think maybe I'm ready to tackle another musical. Anyway... But, I'll be taking at least a couple months off from the theater to uh, kind of rest. Like I said, I'm feeling burnt out from work and everything, and that should also give me more time to work on this show, Um, continue with the the rewatch marathon extravaganza. We're into the sixth story of the season, of the first season of Doctor Who got two more left which are both uh, six parters there's the sensorites and the reign of terror and i think i said it wrong um, in an earlier show where i said all the rest of the episodes are still in existence in the archives because there are two episodes in the reign of terror i think it's like four and five um, that are missing and that we basically just have um, reconstructions or i think there's an animation Whatever's on, I have the DVD, so whatever was on the DVD, it's been just it's been a while since I've watched it. But, um, but m- most of the, the episodes we have are completely intact, including everything in the Aztecs. Um, kind of my target goal right now, I want to, in the month of September, I want to finish off um, Season 1. And if possible, get up to uh, Susan's departure. Um, which is um, the second story of season two. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> so um, I'm hoping to get get that far by the end of September. I'm not sure if that's going to happen or not, but um, I'll give it a go. And in any case, I'm going to continue progressing with this thing. Um, hopefully, even if I get really busy, maybe I can do an episode a week at least, if not more. Um, we'll see how that goes. Um, I was hoping to get this one done a few days ago, but this one it got crazy. So, I, and I still need to watch the second half of the Aztecs. But uh, anyway, so the second episode is the the Warriors of Death. <laughs> it's like all these dramatic titles for these uh, for these episodes. It's always like the Sea of Death and the Warriors of Death and the Evils of Hell and the bitch of time and whatever <laughs> i don't know but um, so one thing i should say is that uh, i think Carol Ann ford was on vacation for the, for this particular week um there there's one scene like she's in only one scene in the second episode and um if i understand correctly from what i read it was pre-recorded um usually they would do the do an episode over the course of a day you know, just shoot the thing like um you know, in, in chronological order. Um you know, it's not like later on they start you know, they were able to start shooting things out of sequence and whatever, but uh you know, so they, they shot this one thing this one scene with Susan and she's with Otlock and uh Latoxel. I think Latoxel's there. And um she uh she's learning how to be a handmaiden like the rules of being a a handmaiden and she's given it she's really working at it she's like you know she's memorized um, some of the rules and she's reciting them and she like kind of falters at one point but then she um, says the rest of it and she seems quite happy with herself and then there's a a Otlock mentions um, offhandedly that you know this is how you're supposed to act, you know, when you first meet someone, including when you first meet your hus- your future husband. And she's like, "How do I know who that's going to be?" And she's like, "Well, you'll we'll tell you who your future husband is going to be." And Susan is, I mean, she's like, she's like, "I'm not going to be told who I'm going to marry." And I, I you know, sh- I'm sure she's thinking about Ping Cho in Marco Polo, where Ping Cho uh, had an arranged marriage that. She got out of because the guy died. But, um, you know, she knows that Ping Cho was miserable at the whole prospect of, of marrying this guy that she didn't know that was, this, this, you know, like 60 years older than she was and this kind of thing. And Susan's just like, you know what? I am not, you know, screw you, guy. I am not marrying. So, you know, you might as well forget about it right now. And that's about the extent of Susan's role in this, in this episode. I, everybody gets, you know, something of note to do in the Aztecs. I mean, it's, you know... But Susan gets a little bit sidelined by comparison, but, uh, you know, she's st- still got some... It's a very interesting scene, you know. And uh, so, anyway, the doctor is uh, still trying to find out more about the, you know, how to open the tomb, and he goes back to talk to Kameka again, and, um, you know, she's she's arranged... For him to, to meet the son of the man who built the temple, which was, you know, um, uh, Ixta, as it turns out. But, but uh, they don't piece that together. It's, there's an interesting uh, misunderstanding, you know. Um, there's a misunderstanding there. And uh, the doctor and Ixta strike a deal. Um, oh, interesting thing about the garden is that uh, the, the elderly 52-year-old people that are there... <laughs> Um are very nosy. <laughs> like every time they you know every time the doctor tries to have like a, a private conversation with someone, there's somebody like eavesdropping in the background. Um sometimes multiple people and they're like, No no okay come here, come here, come here. We gotta come up here and talk to us. You know, it's like we gotta get away from these these people, you know. Everybody is just nosy as hell. Um But the doctor and Ix to strike a deal. Um that uh, Ixto will, you know, show the doctor the drawings that were left behind by his father, and uh, in return, if the doctor can work out a way to help him um, defeat uh, an opponent in, you know, in uh, combat in battle, and the doctor's like, yeah, no problem. Not realizing until. Um, he mentions it to Barbara, and Barbara immediately pieces together that Ixta's is supposed to fight Ian, so the doctors unwittingly agreed to help Ixta defeat Ian in, in combat. <laughs> you know, and this is supposed to be. This is not supposed to be a mortal combat, but Latoxel's like, no, no, fight to the death. Do it! Do it! Fight to the death! You know? And we will rain and blood and you know, he does a lot of that stuff. You know, he's very, he's very uh, bloodthirsty, dramatic, you know, is Latoxol, And (laughs) so, uh, you know, and while they're, while they're doing this battle, you know, Ian and Ixta, like the doctor has shown him, like, he's uh, cultivated this, uh, this specific thorn that it won't kill the person, But it will slowly sap their strength until they pass out. And that's what he gives Ixta to fight Ian with. But, you know, so after he finds this out, he's like, Okay, okay, all right, I'll fix it. It's fine. Battle's going on. The doctor comes up to Ian while they're fighting and says, Don't let him cut you with the thorn. Ian turns around and says, What? (laughs) And, And that's when Ixta cuts Ian's wrist with the thorn and uh you know ian ian's still trying to fight but he's you know getting sluggish and and then he and he passes out <laughs> it's like well done you guys that was uh that was brilliant that was fucking brilliant what were you thinking yeah so well done oh wise traveler of the dimensions anyway um, the other really standout moment to me in this is, um, second episode in the, at the beginning of the second episode, like right after the, the, the first victim has sacrificed himself. Um, the doctor admonishes Barbara for this and, um, you know, it's a very strong scene for both of them. Um, you know, it's kind of a, a, a turnabout to, uh, in the edge of destruction, When Barbara um, confronts the doctor um, for the way he's treated Ian and Barbara, and and, you know, so far, and she's like, "You should get down on your knees and hands and knees and thank us." Well, this is where like the doctor has the moral upper hand in a way, but also not. But you you know, you can definitely understand his position. You can understand both positions, frankly. But uh, you know, she's like, "I you know I didn't think of the ramifications. I had to do something and." You know, and the doctor kind of, uh, kind of backs up and is like, I, uh, "I, you know, I'm sorry. I'm not, you know, I I understand what you're trying to do, but you need to understand, you know." So it's a very, it's a very nice little uh, scene between uh, both William Hartnell and uh, Jacqueline Hill. Um, you know, where where they're both understanding each other's point of view, and uh, you know that they still have to work out what to do here. There's also a thing where Barbara was uh, confined to the tomb, um, you know, because there are, you know, Latoxel's trying to persuade more people that she's not actually a god. So she's being forced to stay in the the tomb so that, or the temple so that she's, uh, she doesn't interfere with the sacrifice. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, that's that's where she talks to the doctor and, you know, because he he's gone into the temple to talk to her, and she's like, "You you're not supposed to be in here," and uh, um, and that's a, a scene where we find out, you know, we see some of uh, Otluck's sense of justice because, you know, he wants to punish the doctor for being in the temple, and Barbara's like, "He didn't know he wasn't supposed to be in there. Nobody told him." So Otlok's, oh, okay, then that's not fair, then. She's <laughs> like, "Yeah, you think," but so, Ladoxil. <laughs> Uh, which it's a word that if you just glance at it it, it it almost looks like Tylenol So I could almost just call him Tylenol But Vlatoxel uh, You know has, has, you know He's ordered for this fight to be to the death And Barbara comes out of the tomb And is or in the temple I keep saying tomb, temple I mean the tomb is in the temple But yeah um, And she demands that Ixta not kill Ian You know Um and Latoxel's like, you know what? Um, if you uh, if you're really um, a, truly a goddess, then you'll you'll stop him from doing it yourself. And that's where the second episode ends. So we're halfway through the story. Um, yeah, this is this is really a brilliant story. And there's when I was looking for those YouTube videos, I um, found one that's somebody's review that's it's like. It's called, it's like the worst episode of Doctor Who, the Aztecs, and I'm like, what? So I'm gonna have to watch that one and figure out what the hell they're talking about. But I strongly doubt they're going to uh, convince me of their position because uh, there's a lot of brilliance in this story. And it, and it the brilliance is in making the story just, just simple and straightforward. Like, look, here's, here's what it is, you know? This happens, and then this people are like this. You know, everything just kinda is laid out brilliantly and uh, everybody's on the top of their game with the acting and all this kind of stuff so um, uh, yeah so that's that's as far as I can go with it right now until I watch the last half and I'm hoping to get to watch the the, the second half um, tonight um, after the play and after we strike the set and have the cast party and everything we'll see how, it is, how that goes if I'm tired I don't know um, it may or may not happen tonight but i'll try to get it done in the next day or so at any rate because uh you know this is this is one i'm particularly um i'm always excited to watch this one and um it's you know and it it, i mean marco polo is is really good and everything you know i gave it a a high score but like you know there is some filler in that one you know and there are some things that don't quite um click so well it's like why Marco Polo takes so long to figure out that Tagana is a villain, that kind of thing. Um, and, and the Aztecs doesn't really have that, you know? I mean, it's got... There's a lot of moral ambiguity to it, but... Um, it, you know, it's very easy to see all the character motivation. Even with a character like like platoxel. I think I said it right that time, the Latoxel, yeah. I can only say it when I'm not thinking about it or I'm not trying to. Latoxel, where he thinks that he's preserving the, uh, the, the laws of the gods and, you know, their way of life. So in, in Latoxel's point of view, he's doing the right thing. Everyone's doing the right thing from their own perspective. And that's what's so fascinating about this story. All right, so now I need to walk back home. And, uh... I'll be back... Um... For for you, the trip will be instantaneous. For me, it'll take, uh... Several hours, or a couple of days, or however long it's gonna be. It is now... The following morning. Early morning. About 4.40 in the morning. And, uh... Yeah, we got we finished up the play and we um, struck the set and uh, I about overdid it with moving flats um, back into the back. Um, I think if I had gone any any longer, I would have thrown out my back and it would have been a, a bad situation. So I I just ended up having to bow out and go, okay, guys, I think I'm done, <laughs> which. I'm just stubborn. I just want to help, you know. I want to help, but uh like my brain doesn't realize that I'm aging. <laughs> so anyway, so now I'm I'm sore as hell, and I'm I'm just kind of lying here thinking, man, gotta go to work in, a, in about two and a half hours, and I've got a try to manage um surf my way through the heavy workload and figure out it's one of those where I'm like I don't even know where to start <laughs> you know that kind of thing and uh so but uh, yeah but the play went well. Uh, well it went very well actually there were no problems on the play at all um which may be a first for me usually there's something you know, so usually there's something to worry about. Or do, no, everything was good. Everything was great. So, um, As I said, it's always bittersweet when I play ends that I've been working on. At least I do know that there's at least one more coming up that I'll be able to do something on in a few months. So I'm excited about that. And last night I watched... Um, the Aztecs Part Three, which was uh, the Bride of Sacrifice. Um, <laughs> it's like um, some of these melodramatic titles, geez. But um, yeah, but another great episode, and uh, I was going to finish it off, but I'm like I'm just tired, so I'll, I'll, I'll probably do the last one tonight. But um, I'll just do. Kind of a brief overview. I'm not going to get as detailed as I as I did on the first two episodes. I, I know I say that, and then I start talking about the whole plot, and next thing you know, <laughs> ah. so anyway, so yeah, so Latoxel has uh, has threatened Barbara. You know, was like you you. You know you save him yourself you you save Ian yourself, and then she like a badass um grabs a knife and she's got it up to latoxel's throat and she's like uh you know um if if anybody you know if uh anybody kills Ian then I'm killing Latoxel <laughs> like and that takes care of it <laughs> at least for the time being um you know he's like he's like all right, all right do what she says <laughs> like he's freaked out like he's completely uh he completely believes that she's that she's gonna kill him you know um what makes it doubly funny i don't know, I don't know if funny is the right word but um uh, almost ironic don't you think is that uh later she openly admits to him when nobody else is around that she's not Eutoxa. <laughs> she's like who's gonna believe you basically what she what she says you know because uh, what happens is that he's uh, you know he tries to poison her you know he gives her this drink that's laced in poison and he's like he's like you you drink this (laughs) and uh, and she's like uh, she's like okay but you gotta drink it first (laughs) you know like, and he refuses to, to drink it, of course. And um, She's like, see, that would have killed me because I'm not, you talk. <laughs> and, uh, so then there's, uh, Susan again is only one scene in this episode. So maybe it was like episodes two and three that she that she shot one scene each, you know, ahead of time. I, I, I'm pretty sure. But, uh, she's told that she is going to have to marry the perfect victim, which is this guy that, uh, you know, is going to be sacrificed in this, uh, you know, eclipse that they know was going, is, is going to happen. They know it's going to happen. And they're like going to pretend like, like, uh, you know, the gods are doing this whole deal where, um, if you don't sacrifice, then they're, Gonna never bring this like. They're not gonna bring the sun back. You know, they're gonna the, blot out the sun, and it's never shining again. So you might as well just forget about it. And uh, so, um, uh, maybe I should do all the reviews like this because they're. It's kind of funny the way I'm just. I'm like, uh, just kind of talking off the cuff with my eyes closed. I'm just rambling about so-and-so says blah 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 this and that (laughs) Yeah, that would be it'd be kind of like drunk history only it'd be like, uh, you know semi comatose history Like that's basically the state I'm in right now But um, yeah, so Susan's supposed to marry the perfect victim because you know, he's he's all set up to um, Give up his life, but the rule is with the aztec society that whoever the perfect victim is um gets anything they ask for and what he's asked for is susan's hand in marriage and she's she's refusing and she speaks out against the uh the the teachings of the the aztecs and uh as punishment um she's supposed to be uh, sacrificed herself You know during this uh upcoming eclipse that's coming up and so that's gonna be crazy um it's interesting that most of each of the main travelers uh adventures in this episode in particular they're mostly like off on their you know on their own like each each character has their own um situation that they're trying to deal with and there's a little bit of overlap here and there Ian and Barbara have a scene where Ian's basically telling her what the doctor told her two episodes ago. But now she's like, Oh, okay. I guess, I guess, I guess you guys are right. <laughs> she's like, I was trying to f- fix this, uh, society and get rid of sacrifice. And it's, and, uh, yeah, I was fooling myself and all this kind of thing. We really should just get back to the TARDIS, and we gotta figure out how to get to the, into the tomb and uh, get the hell out of here. Um, and uh, it turns out that there are no drawings. <laughs> Ixt uh, claimed that his his dad had left drawings of of uh, the the setup of the tomb, and he didn't. There was nothing, but you know, Ixten knows it, but like so he basically um tricked um Ian the freaking liar and uh you know he's like, Oh, and I so stealthy and cunning, you know? <laughs> Yay me. But uh so then the doctor the doctor finds out that uh, see I am doing a plot summary. The doctor finds out that this large stone um is is what is blocking the you know the this tunnel there's a tunnel that leads into the tomb so they can get through the garden through this this tunnel by moving the stone out of the way so ian goes in there and then uh somebody else comes along i think it's ixta comes along talking to the doctor and is like you know i gotta move the stone back because otherwise uh you know the the lake's gonna back the lake backs up into the tunnel periodically and um it's gonna flood the tunnel and if i don't put the stone back it, then the garden's gonna get flooded and, and and wiped out and the doctor's like uh shit <laughs> ian's in the tunnel and he starts to hear the water coming and so, he going to drown, baby. That's the, the cliffhanger. But, um, po- you know, the highlight of the episode in terms of amusement factor, you know, because there's a lot of dark shit going on, but um, in terms of, like, amusement factor is the doctor and Kamika are in the garden and she said that she's going to make some cocoa. And, you know, per, per the Aztec custom, are you familiar with the Aztec custom? And the doctor's like, yes. And, uh, so they have some cocoa together and then it turns out that the cocoa is like a symbol. Like when you drink cocoa with somebody, it's a sign of a deeper connection and then you're engaged. So, um, it's just, uh cardinal's reaction to this bit like he's like he's like you know oh yes my dear and blah 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 and then and she's like you proclaimed your love for me and he kind of like absentmindedly nods because he's not really listening and then she says so well we're in love and we're gonna get married and he has this like you know this grimace to his face and like you zoom in and stuff and um but later they're talking again in the garden and he's all, yeah, like, yeah, baby, and I love you, <laughs> all, you know, all this kind of stuff. And he's like, we're gonna have our own lives together, my dear, and you know, we we're like, damn, dude, you are, you were a cad, man. Um, and then he's talking to Ian, and you know, he just like kind of offhandedly says to Ian, yeah, we made some cocoa, and I got engaged. <laughs> You know, it's my fiance and Ian's like, What? You know and then Ian's like, uh, you know, oh doctor, congratulations, and doctor's like pa, you know, bah so that's about it for the, the episode. Um I'm going to attempt to sleep for another hour or so. I'm not sure if that's even gonna work out, we'll have to see. But uh so yeah, so the 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 cliffhanger is where Ian's stuck in the tunnel and gonna drown. And uh they're getting ready to do the big uh eclipse and uh pretend that, you know, a sacrifice is what's gonna stop the sun from being blotted out forever. So that's where we've got and the upcoming episode is called the Day of Darkness. So Stay tuned for that, I'm gonna sleep another hour or so, and then I'll probably do the last episode um, tonight, we'll release this episode um, on the the on-sug, and that's how it's gonna be, yay! okay time to finish this one off what's that scrap of paper or some kind Uh, don't need that i don't even know what that is throw that away there we go all right um i couldn't remember when i started this episode so i checked and apparently it was uh it was sunday and it is now Wednesday so that's not too bad Um, wasn't sure if I was gonna get back to it for a while but um, yeah it worked out well enough Um, early this morning I watched the last episode of the Aztecs um, to be honest it's a bit of a blur in my head but I think I've got enough to um, finish off this episode Um, I'm working from home, taking a little short little walk here, a little walk around the block, but, uh, I am working from home today. I, uh, yeah, with our current workload, we finally got approved after a couple days of trying, we finally got approved to do overtime because, uh, they don't, they don't want to, they don't like paying us money. Um, but they finally saw the necessity of it and that we weren't squandering it. We weren't, like, just going to pretend to be working to make extra money that, you know, for no reason. And it's like, no, we've got a high volume of work and we're short-staffed. I don't know why we have to keep explaining this. But they finally approved it, so we're working pretty hard. But, I, you know need to take my walk take a little little 15 minute break and there you go my my batteries are low I'm going to have to change the batteries before the next episode Um, so yeah so finishing off the Aztecs um, episode 4 starts at the cliffhanger where Ian is in danger of drowning In the the tunnel and it's basically just resolved like I I like how it's done in this one because usually like you have to wait for some outside source to uh, solve the problem or to uh, you know come come to the rescue but this was just resolved by Ian just climbing up (laughs) through the tunnel (laughs) and uh, into the uh, the tomb (laughs) He was just able to to do that, so well he was able to do that on his own and didn't have to, yeah. But not by no no help from Ixta, who wouldn't move that stone. And the doctor just looks very concerned and very worried. Um, I wonder if it crosses his mind like, uh, oh my God, I've got you know I've got a companion killed. So anyway. Ian gets out and we find out that Ian um kind of enjoys um sneaking up on people who think he's dead <laughs> because he does that um where the doctor and Barbara are talking and uh you know he comes up behind and is like yeah hey, I'm okay <laughs> and then he does the same thing to Latoxel and uh Tonila, I think he's uh one of the other Aztecs who basically does uh Latoxel's bidding. And uh Susan's back. She's not just relegated to one scene an episode at this point, so her brief little vacation um is over, I guess. Um so she's she's more instrumental to the uh the last episode. Um not that she does a whole lot, but she's you know, she's there. But um she's refused to marry the uh perfect victim and so she's supposed to be punished and uh, so anyway yeah here's where the blur comes in because I'm not Yeah, I'm trying to remember (laughs) how she gets out of being punished I think they basically just uh, well the thing is that they've got to figure out a way because Ian had to come through the tomb Apparently, there's no way to prop that door. <laughs> so, um, he had to come back through the tomb to, uh, you know, catch up with everybody again. And then, in order to open the the tomb door from the outside, um, the doctor has to devise this uh, wheel pulley system. Because the Aztecs, I mean, as civilized as they are in some ways, um, they do not have the wheel. <laughs> so... Um, he's got to do a wheel and pulley and get, you know, get that door open from, from the outside again. And um, Kameka has been helpful in, you know, getting him to do that. And she, she knows. She knows. She's a very intuitive character. And she knows that uh, he's not sticking around. I mean, he's, the doctor's kind of, kind of stringing her along a little bit. Um, I mean, he, he, he's obviously affectionate. I mean, he's, you know, like he's fond of her, but, uh, you know, that he's, he's got to get back out there. He's got to get back because we know his destiny's in the stars. So he's kind of talking like he's going to stay with her, but then, you know, that he's not. And she knows that he's not. Finally, she's like, uh, She's like, I'm not sure what this wheel thing is, but I knew that uh, it was gonna mean that uh, you were gonna leave. (laughs) So, (laughs) and she kind of tries to insinuate that, like, maybe she could go with him. She obviously, obviously, she doesn't know where he's going, but like, where she's kind of like, you know, I could be by your side, and he doesn't say anything, and she's like, then think of me think of me and there's this great shot of her um standing right kind of behind him you know um where we get um both of their uh their faces at the same time and you know she's kind of gently admonishing but there's i mean there's considerable depth um in her acting on that and on and his as well william hartnell's as well um and uh Margot Vanderberg, I believe is the name of the actress who played uh, Kamika but uh, you know, it's just a a great little scene, you know and it's like, she's almost digging but not really, like she's just like you know, this this could have been something more but um, (laughs) anyway, so it it culminates in uh, Ian in this um single combat battle with uh ixta it's funny how a lot of doctor who stories wind up as like a, a one-on-one combat kind of a situation you know we had kal and Zaw in an unearthly child and um you know there was also some element of this in uh, marco polo and you know so but it it often comes down to that you know two people Usually Ian's one of them, or he's, you know, in some way involved. But, uh, you know, they're fighting, and uh, Ixta ends up falling off the roof. And that's it for Ixta. Um, And uh, there's also been this thing where um, it looked like Ian was trying to... Like Ian was... uh, you know basically set up framed into looking like um he had tried to kill otlock of all people and uh so you know otlock is proclaiming barbara as being a false god and uh but he's also then realizes based on what she said was like why would i why would we attack you of all people you know our our, our ally <laughs> why would we Why would you? It doesn't even make any sense. And uh, so he ends up uh, kind of wandering off. I think Otlock goes off, you know, on his own. And uh, there's a very strong indication that this is going to lead to the downfall of the Aztec people, you know, because uh, Latoxel is going to, you know, be leveraged in power and he can make Tanilla his high priest of knowledge and you know Tanilla basically does what the Toxel says anyway so and uh this final scene when they they finally get into the back into the the uh the tomb um they go to leave and Barbara's like you know she's like yep we failed and the doctor's like we had to you know, it's like, we we had to fail, basically. Um, this is this is how it had to go. I mean, we know, you know, like he knew that going in. He knew it wasn't going to be, it wasn't going to end well, as far as that. And I really respect that. I respect that ending, too, um, of her acknowledging that. And, like, she had to go through that journey of trying to make the world better by stopping the sacrifices and she couldn't she couldn't do it um she she didn't have that power to do so even though she tried to have so then they go to leave and they're in the tomb and uh the doctor's holding kamika's brooch and first he sets it down with the other artifacts like on the table and then he just kind of gets his looks like dask this is mine (laughs) and he picks it up and takes it with him and gets in the TARDIS and they dematerialize. So, you know, it's this uh, very poignant, bittersweet moment. And that's basically the only time that the Doctor is in a romantic uh, encounter of some kind that we know of through the classic series. Unless, you know, maybe the expanded media has something. Maybe some of the novels or something. I don't know. But that's overtly the only time where you see kind of, you see he's kind of in love. And, uh, but, uh, you know, then we get a bunch of it in the, in the uh, modern series. Um, there's a taste of it in the TV movie in 1996, Paul McGann. Um, flirting with um, that doctor, Doctor Grace Holloway, and kisses her and stuff. But uh, yeah, it happens a lot in the modern series, <laughs> as they say. It's like it does start to happen, yeah. So, and then we've got a kind of an epilogue scene where the travelers are in the TARDIS console, uh, console room. And the doctor's like, we seem to have a mystery. You know, we're moving, but the console says that we're not traveling. So we're not we're not sure what's going on. So, and that's a mystery that the doctor really should have known the answer to. Even at this early point in his travels. But uh, it's enough of a cliffhanger to, you know, draw us in for the next week and the next story and all like that. So... But, uh, yeah, the Aztecs is one of my favorites, and it's uh, easily at the top of the list at this point of the six stories that I've reviewed so far. And it's, 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 at an, it's at a 10 out of 10. I knew it was gonna be a 10 out of 10 from the outset of this. So, But it's just a great example of storytelling narrative and uh, you know each character is acting from their own perspective of what they think is right you know using deception in some cases but still so and there's some humor to it there's some pathos and uh, it's just really a great I mean it's this is uh, one of the first ones I would probably recommend to someone Watching, wanting to watch the, you know, early 60s uh, Doctor Who. You know, I mean, show them something of like, with like Daleks in it, sure. But, you know, the Aztecs, it's got a, it's complex and it's kind of beautiful. So, anyway, yeah, 10 out of 10 definitely on that one. And uh, next time, we'll be doing the sensorites. Um there may not be right away with all this overtime I'm not sure and the sense is a six-parter. It's funny but like just because an episode has a review of a story that might be longer it doesn't it doesn't really necessarily have a bearing on how long the somewhere in the Hooniverse episode will be. Like the last one was Keys of Marinus and that's a six-parter and my episode was just under an hour this one the Aztecs is a four-parter and I I'm I'm over an hour on it so it just depends how much I have to say about it and you know I don't know the sensorites is not going to get as positive a review as the Aztecs got I'll just say that right out so anyway thank you again for listening to this episode. And until next time, go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine.